yeah, welcome back to the podcast. What's what's new with you? Oh man, I've got a weightlifting meet coming up in three weeks. How are we feeling? Not super strong. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought about doing not not like not like seriously thought about doing a meet, but just like thought about the the concept of doing a meet, and then just that's what worries me is like, what happens if you're two weeks out and you just don't feel ready? Um, in my experience, you don't ever feel ready. <laughs> I don't know. I, I should say like I've changed. That's up how I've lived training. my entire life. <laughs> I've changed up training for basically every meet I've ever done, and the only time I ever felt super ready was the leading up like my prep phase of my programming was just really really heavy singles so like yeah it would basically like monday through saturday six days a week start with a heavy single front squat heavy single snatch heavy single clean yeah. jerk and then maybe a heavy set of three I mean, it's tough squats. when you're like legitimately a crossfitter or yeah. or yeah. you just like Dude, i think that like when you look at old strength and conditioning principles like that, you know, kind of developed the Bulgarian system, yeah. the Russian, like and the, all, all that we know about strength development is we had such low work capacity, classically speaking, as yeah. athletes. Not yeah. we, but just generally yes. the, uh, the subjects in the studies. Yeah. And when you look at it from a CrossFit perspective, we have such high, we have the inverse problem. We have such high when work you, capacity. Yeah. What our, I was going to say, not even necessarily are just so specific different. to being a CrossFitter, but yeah. like what we would say being just a well-rounded athlete, yeah. like somebody that runs, swims, jumps. Yeah, so it's, it's very, very stuff. interesting kind of looking at it from that classic yeah. training perspective. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way going into like I, the, the portion of this cycling program before I quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Before I realized I was going out of the country for 10 days and <laughs> not going to be cycling at all. Had a road bike I'd, I've barely ever ridden. And, and the big one, do not have any padded bike shorts, Yeah, uh, which I found out is crucial because I experienced mm, yeah. an extreme amount of taint discomfort <laughs> uh, while trying to ride the C2 bike. Um, it's just like you feel like too, like too bulky or yeah. just the wrong kind of condition to really do this highly specified, dedicated task. And yeah. It's like, and yeah, I there's think... still, you can definitely, you can definitely shift your whole like CrossFit experience to like, if you're, you know, I say that cause it's like, you don't want somebody who's a dedicated cyclist to go or a dedicated runner to go, Oh, I can't do CrossFit then cause I'm too bulky. It's like, well, no, I've trained my entire life to focus yeah. on CrossFit, uh, my entire like athletic career sure. for whatever that's worth. Um, so yeah, to like, to, it's, it's just interesting to like shift your perspective into that very narrow focus and then look through that lens and just, you, you kind of start to think like, you question every decision you make in the gym. Yeah. You're like, is this going to lead into that one? Yeah. That's also, I think the problem with being a coach and a programmer is you're always going to be constantly overlooking every single element. Like, should I have oh, yeah. Y instead of X or, you know, zigged or should have zagged? I, I mean, at one point, that's why I, I kind of for a lot of reasons, but I kind of had to take a step back from programming for all because I got so into, you know, I'm trying to program for the gym, but I'm also programming for myself. And then it's like, I'm programming for these competitive athletes. And I, I honestly don't know how, like people that write these big programs and they cater to like multiple levels of athletes and games athletes and gyms and stuff. I, I don't know how they cook up that whole thing because <laughs> you're just, you're always neglecting something yeah. or you're overdoing something. Like I, I got to the point where I was looking at it, I was like, well, we have burpees twice this week. We can't do that. Or maybe we can. Maybe we should. Maybe we should do burpees <laughs> twice every week. And you just, you know, you just end up down this 
rabbit hole. Never-ending rabbit hole yeah. of, yeah, questioning yourself. Yeah, so, I, like, for me, I always like going into a meet confident that, like, I've hit X weight, X days out, and, like, on my worst day, I know I can hit whatever. So I've taken a different approach this time, and I'm trying to go a little bit more percentage-based, working on speed development and power, and we'll see how it works. November where, where is it? Springfield, Missouri. Oh. Like, uh, the gym itself is called Springfield gotta, Strength and Conditioning. i got to be honest, I don't know if I can make that. I didn't expect anyone to make it. <laughs> Mara's, Mara, Mara, bless her heart, November has agreed 5th? to count my attempts. Because like, in warming up <laughs> weightlifting meets, yeah. you have to like base it off of like how many lifters are lifting ahead of you. Like When are you going to be going out on the platform? Oh, yeah. And you time your warm-up so yeah. that like, you are ready for your first attempt. <sighs> so she, I have to teach her or in some way communicate not only how to do kilogram barbell math, um, but also how to write out scorecards because you have a 60 second window from the end of your lift until the next barbell's loaded to put in your next attempt. And if you miss it, it's like, this is, you know, yeah. there's a lot of like intricacies in the Bless background. her heart. And <laughs> so she's also probably gonna be trying to live stream something. I don't know, we'll see. We'll oh see. man. We'll see how the whole thing goes. Maybe I'll, I, I don't know. I will have just moved Yes. Uh, the weekend. Before. I guess the previous weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, moved into a new house without Kelly because she's working that weekend. So, on. that's brilliant. <laughs> We're moving on Halloween weekend and a weekend where Kelly's working a seminar for CrossFit. So that'll be super great. Um, wasn't wasn't planned that way, right? <laughs> at one point during the planning, it was like, well, this is what's going to happen, and it was just like, well, hey. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, we, it's our first move ever hiring a moving company, so I'm actually pretty excited to like see how that goes. Yeah, hopefully it goes better than when we move the gym. <laughs> it's, I don't think moving a gym is ever going to go well. Because there's not like, when you move a house, you hire a moving company, like they know what they're getting into. Yes. When you hire, there's no company, as we learned. <laughs> say there is, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we learned, to, to our cost, um, even if a company says they're equipped to move your gym, they're probably not equipped to no. move your gym. Um, anyway, welcome back to the Gambit Podcast, the Stratagem Podcast. I'm Andrew Essig. This is Sean Crocker. Um, we are here to talk about two things. Two things. One of them is Max Effort Mardi Gras slash competition programming. Yeah. Which I'm sure we could go on for. Indefinitely. All day really. on yeah. that. But I mean, also we, we, just, we just went off on a tangent on programming for the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we want to talk about modern food a little bit. We've got yeah. a nutrition challenge going on. I really want to do a podcast episode coming up. We're planning one with uh, Scott Brown, our ex-dietitian, which I hope you'll join us for, um, and talk about like a lot of things, including a wild health uh, blood test, blood work um, micronutrient update yeah because you've been myself. on it my my partner's been on it now yeah. so i have a little bit more and so excited to talk about it. that and uh just kind of talk about um nutrition but today we want to talk about like modern nutrition i guess yeah. just kind of like the state of like societal food yeah and intake so um let's start with mardi gras yeah oh my gosh what a great holiday <laughs> <laughs> last what, year i watched an what? entire gas station shut down to have a rap concert uh I mean, I, I know, uh, to be, full disclosure, I actually know very little about actual Mardi Gras, like what it means, mm. what, what it's actually, uh, you know, what it's for, but I'm very familiar with St. Louis's interpretation or um, expression, expression of Mardi Gras. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. 
one of the things when I moved to the city was like my brother lived in Soulard and it was kind of like as a you know young like 20 something That's year old come down here it's like, hey, once a year we shut down this, they shut down this whole neighborhood and everybody just parties all day. I'm like, how do I move here? <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, and, and then you live here and it's actually happening outside your house. You're like, oh, I don't yeah. live here anymore. So it's been really, really great for us. We'll go, we'll go all the way back to the beginnings of, of Max Everett Mardi Gras. Because, Sean, you've experienced two one. Mardi, one. Yeah. One Mardi Gras. So this will be as much for you as it is for yeah. both of you that are watching. Um, <laughs> or listening, um, but going all the way back, we 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 opened a, a gym, we opened Gambit, and it just just happened to be the we looked all over the city, but it just happened to be the, the piece of real estate we found was right across the street in Sular, the warehouse in Sular, and I legitimately was, was by Twisted Ranch. Yeah, we, we were living in the Central West End at the time, so I looked all over there. Everything was super expensive. Gosh, you're ending up back there. Yeah, we're going back wow. to our roots. Um, everything is super expensive and just didn't uh, fit our needs. So we find this warehouse, metal metal warehouse, that kind of like, in retrospect, really s sticks out like a sore thumb in Soulard where everything's brick. Yeah. I think somewhere in the 1970s, uh, they decided they didn't care what was getting built and there was no like historical yeah. society or rest Soulard Restoration Group. So they let this thing get built and they probably regret it every day. Oh, yeah. uh, and I'm like, oh, perfect, a metal building. It's like, perfect, it's a warehouse about just under 3,000 square feet, perfect size. Moving in there, and it's right just off the parade route for mm -hmm. Mardi Gras. So, it, you know, that first year, it was like, well, uh, both out of concern for our new building, just thinking, like, maybe it's going to get trashed or somebody's going to break into it or something. We don't, we, we, I just put everything I have and every favor I could possibly call in and every dollar I could borrow at that time into this building and the equipment and everything. I thought, well, last thing we want is to somebody like break in there, trash the place or whatever. Hey, if we're gonna go down there anyway, let's invite all of our like CrossFit friends down and let's do a little competition. Um, so we ended up doing a one day competition and I don't have the original events on my spreadsheet, but I wanna say they were, I think it was two minutes of double unders. There was a max clean and jerk, which might've been with a fat bar, I don't remember. Um, there was, I think it was a 500 meter row for time. And then possibly max unbroken pull-ups. Oh, that's gross. Just, and so they were all just like events where like you just walk up and yeah. do it. They were all like, you know, three to four minute events tops and like a max pull-ups, like that's less than 60 seconds. And that was kind of by design. We yeah. just wanted it to be fast and gross. Maximal and then, and... yeah, Josh Nimmo that owns CrossFit Metro East won that. And we gave him a bag of onions. Uh, as was tradition at the time, which we haven't done l lately. Tradition has kind of shifted. We've given away some lamps. Um, it's getting more official. <laughs> St. Louis's least I official mean, competition is getting more official. Yeah, it's going to be harder and harder to find those lamps, though, <laughs> at a good price. We got a bunch of free lamps. So the, the goal has become, let's see how many events. So, like, the, in 2022, we had... Uh, two events that had A and B parts. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven scores. That's it's so also crazy. Yeah. It's also <laughs> so developed many. into a partner competition from an individuals because as we know, more people just tend to show up and sign it's up for partner comps. Fun. Yeah, it's just way, way more fun. Uh, understandable. So uh, yeah, we crammed that in in uh, 
in one day. We'll go, let's see, 2015, we did 40 thrusters for time Ooh. at 95.65. <laughs> we need to bring that back. We did a three rep max power clean. We did a 40, uh, 40 calories for the gentleman, 30 calories for the ladies for time row. 40 slash 30 cal row for time. Two minute time cap on that. Uh, we had a strongman relay. We had two two times through of uh, moving a keg, moving a stone, and then moving a uh, doing an axle bar front rack lunge, um, which was a one minute time cap. So that was super fast. And then we had one minute of max effort kettlebell snatches, one minute of max effort kettlebell swings, and one minute of max effort double unders for a three. Mm. That was our like chipper yeah. workout. So a three minute workout. Uh, so s technically the three rep max power clean was the longest event of the six minute clock. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> but the the real longest yeah. event was three minutes. Of max work. And I love that. Yeah. We should bring back 40 thrusters for time. We should bring back 40 thrusters That's for time. That's gross. I also like that. Uh, but yeah, five events, that's that's super cool. I also remember, um, I think that was the year, uh, I think we had a gentleman named Tyler Higgins working out with us that year, I want to say. And I'm pretty sure he did a three rep max power clean in the 300s with like some kind of headdress on and probably he wore uh, Sperry's a lot. Those like boat, boat shoes. shoes. <laughs> and he, he famously would just lift in those. No socks, just. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Raw feet. Yeah. So um, super short events. And I want to know, um, well, so you were, you were here. Oh, do we don't, I guess we didn't do it in 2021. No, COVID, right? So you were here for this year, 2022. Yeah. What was your favorite event? Oh my God. Well, so I didn't actually do the event because I was assistant to the head judge. Yeah. Um, very prestigious title. Very honored. Which um, but you, you excelled at. You and I did all the workouts back to back. Oh yeah. <laughs> so sure. my, like, when I look Just back so. at it without even looking at them, I, all I remember is one really long workout. <laughs> <laughs> because, because we went straight from the first AMRAP, like right yeah. into the next one, right into the next one, right? <laughs> do you, do you um, remember anyone? I do remember the DT complex being my favorite, but I also really enjoyed oh, yeah. the max muscle ups. I do remember very distinctly the final, the, was it the final? No, the 1K row, because it was the first time I had ever rode without my feet in the straps. Mm. And I was pulling like 135 or like we went fast. Yeah. Um, 1K like, row with a partner for yeah. time. And we had like zero warm up. So I remember those three because those yeah. were like. You don't need a warm up for that. Those are like three back to back. So to for. Back. Uh, yeah, so for everybody watching, I'll, I'll just breeze through uh, watching or listening. We had event one was a six minute AMRAP of eight toes to bar, eight burpees to a plate, alternating full rounds with your partner. So. Uh, <laughs> Probably the most famous uh, workout in my house because that was. The one that Mara classically could not do a toast to bar on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Madison Kunick was just no repping the life out of her. Just taking all her joy. Savage. <laughs> um, we had a, we, then we had a five-minute AMRAP uh, of 80 echo bike calories, 60 for the ladies. And then with remaining time, was Max single-arm devil's press. That, that was, was a good one, one actually. Um, then we had, uh, and so that was two scores. Yeah. So time for the calories and reps on the uh, Devil's Press. 
Then we had the DT complex, which was three deadlifts into two hang cleans into one shoulder to overhead for max load. Uh, then we had just max reps of muscle ups with kind of directly transitioning out of that lift, which was cool. And then we had a uh, the 1K row with a partner. And then we had the one that I remember, which was 120 double unders, 80 thrusters, and 120 double unders. And the non-working athlete has to hang from pull-up bar. Yeah. Well, we tested that a little differently, didn't we? Uh, I, I think thought... I think we changed the weight or something. Like we we rode it super light or something. Yeah. And ended up ramping the weight up later. Yeah, we did change it. I remember. Like we didn't test it that iteration, but we tested something yeah. very similar. But I remember being like real spicy. I think yeah. I think we ended up we started just doing like double unders into thrusters and then later we made it a sandwich like yeah. a double under sandwich mm, i think yeah i, I think, think there was like right. not enough double unders yeah. or something uh yes yeah, so that was good i mean obviously yeah. you can tell the events have gotten a little more complex over time yeah. but what what i i wanted to talk about and and um it probably would have been no offense to to you but it would have been cool to have like kelly or somebody yeah. to reminisce about some of our favorite events um which honestly my favorite event is probably max pull-ups yeah max unbroken because we it's so about, simple yeah well when we were talking about this we talked about doing that. I think ultimately we we've done it twice because of the one K row, just all that stress yeah. on the biceps. But I love that. That was like the scale, right? Was scale was max pull ups. Uh, yes. Yeah. For scale division. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's what I have always loved about Mardi Gras is that the simplicity, because mm -hmm. no no other competition really does that, where you can yeah. show up and you can still have a pretty well rounded test. programming schedule and a fit and a test of fitness. Um, like one year we did max unbroken hang power cleans with a fat bar at like That's 135 so or something gross. it was it was just so gnarly because at the end you're just you're just like clinging for dear life for like one extra you've got rep. like two fingers on it. yeah and and you're trying to like make sure nobody laps it aggressively yeah. um yeah i just remember so the guy that won it i can't remember his last name nick something i think and he was like a i want to say he was like a a tradesman of some sort like he was yeah. a, he was in contract he was a contractor or something so he just had these big strong hands and he just <laughs> blew everybody out of the water with this thing um i i also remember one year um we did max unbroken back squats at 185 Love from that. from the floor sure. in in two minutes yeah and stephen wallace showed up that year famously a good squatter sure um we won't get into all the other <laughs> in famously a good squatter <laughs> famously possibly s second most famously a good squatter <laughs> secondly most known for um but yeah he did like 56 back squats in two minutes at 185 or something insane it was just like wow uh but that was a great event it was devastating i'm trying to see if i could do 56 it was just difficult in two minutes it was difficult to do I, I mean, I'm almost positive it was in the 50s. And I remember yeah. it was like significantly more than the next person, whatever it was. And uh, I just remember like when we tested that, it was like, you don't even want to do anything else no, after that. No, of course not, yeah. And that's what I love about and it. That's, like, yeah, that's really, you really like, go for one event. That's the mark of a good test. <laughs> and that's like, we talk about this all the time with like affiliate programming. It's yeah. like, if you do the workout of the day, how you're supposed to, you don't need anything else. Like that is yeah. effective. I just want to go back and see here real quick uh, if there's any other highlight events. Um, 
Oh, I know. We had one. We had one event that was absolutely devastating. I I love the the row one, the death by format that you guys did. Oh, the we elimination about, row. Yeah, that one. Because we talked about bringing that one back. This yeah. Year. So we did that at a. Uh, that was at a. We used to do an affiliate championship thing. Oh, gotcha. Um, th for the area, we tried to get all the kind of affiliates mm -hmm. to. The, the kind of the landscape I think has changed a little bit in terms of like how gyms kind of relate to each other. Like we all back in the day, it was all like we were all part of this like secret club, and yeah. um, we all wanted to hang out and train together and stuff. And now we're all. I think part of it is like everybody that was my age, we've just gotten older, and like a lot of us have had kids and stuff. And it's like, man, we got we don't compete. businesses we're to run. Competitive. Yeah, we're not as competitive, and we don't have time to like put these events on for yeah. fun. Yeah. But at the time, we were like, that was we just loved it so much. Sure. We just wanted to host events, and we didn't care if it made money or not. And now it's like, well, unfortunately, I got bills to pay and <laughs> exactly kids to feed. Um, but we did, yeah, at the affiliate championship one year. We 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 uh, notorious amongst us at least did a three round. I think 500 meter row elimination. Mm -hmm. So if you, and then we, there was, let's say there was 30 teams. It was like bottom or the top 10 got bought out of the, they were out. And that was, they, they were scored one through 10. Yeah. Then the remaining 20 teams had to row another 500 and then the bottom or the top 10 bought out again. And they were, they got scores 11 through 20. And then, you know, if you were the slowest, you had to do it a third time. And it, decimated people like i i think people are still recovering from that <laughs> that workout that was seven years ago or whatever it was um and it like i think i think people cried um you could tell who'd been rowing and who hadn't been and who knew what their what their yeah. strong row time was like some people were like definitely targeting well we're gonna try and target that middle mm -hmm. group and then we had other people that just went out we had people that went out ham and sold it just on the first one and didn't, didn't make the cut make and there was nothing in the tank for the second one and so they had to do all three and they were just like <laughs> devastated in all three and that's that's where it's really going to get you that's the game you play that's the game you play and that's why it's a beautiful event i would love to to do that again um max oh <laughs> one year we did max time with a weighted plank with a plate on your butt that's gross. Because you can't, if you ever seen anybody do a weighted plank, if they put the plate on their shoulders, get out of here. Miss yeah, me with that. Sag. What are you doing? <laughs> well, and, and it's like on top of your support. Like yeah. you're supporting with your forearms. Right. So you just put more weight on top of your forearms. Like you're stacked. There's no, there's no actual <laughs> no weight. Benefit. When you put it on your butt, your whole body wants to say, I'm pretty sure we had feet on, yeah, feet on a plate. So your toes are on a 45 pound plate. You're planking. So you can really start to sag. Yeah. And you can see it. Uh, yeah, that. That hurt. That hurt people. But uh, the first event, so we, come, we came out swinging that year. This was 2017. 15, 12, 9 bike cows and sumo deadlift high poles. And we had assault bikes at that time, not echo bikes. So the calories rattle off a little could, faster. Yeah, you, you really had to get on. And I think, um, I think the top time was like 90 seconds or something. Ridiculous. Because it was just at 15, 12, 9, 95 pound sumo deadlift high pole, like, obviously it's going to be it's unbroken and then it's a question yeah you're, you're pressing it back down to the floor yeah um and then the bike cows you just get on it's like you're on the assault bike you're rewarded for really More going hard on it so yeah it was just a all out you know we had a, a three minute cap do you guys have any bikes break on that event no but we had a we had a guy the guy that had like the top time i think he was on the floor for like 45 minutes afterwards <laughs> like just absolutely wrecked him 
We should bring that back for class one soon. <laughs> yeah, but nobody, nobody's going to go that hard. We did do one in class. I forget what it was, but Kelly programmed something, and it was like it was like fifty calories or some amount of calories. And she said she put in the notes: if you can finish the calories in less than a minute, mm, I wasn't here for that. You don't have to do the rest right. of the workout. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was so confused because I missed that note. And I'm like, man, people are just dying on this bike. What is happening? And then it's like, oh, man, he went for it and didn't didn't make it. And I'm like, what is going on? And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to try that. No, that's, no. That's, I know I can't Because, like, one that. person made it. Wasn't it Tim? Wasn't Tim the only one oh, that got yeah. 50 calories? Well, and I think, I think maybe, like, Isaac Syke and, like, Joe, Joe Carroll was still mm. coming to the gym. I think he went for it. I don't remember if he made it or not. But, yeah, like... Two or three guys ended up making it, but yeah, Tim uh, Hoffmeyer definitely made it. He was a. He and was to a, this day, he will not go for 50 calories for time again. I've tried because like Rogue came out with a challenge right before him and Jen moved, and I was like, dude, you should enter. Like it this hurts would be fun. Bad. He's like, no, I'm good. Like okay, fair. I did it. We, when Kelly and I, when Kelly was out of Boston, we went up to the regional there one year, and I'm walking around and I'm I'm coaching, so I'm just wearing like jeans and a t-shirt, and. Uh, somebody had you could win a assault bike, and it was a they had a thing max calories in sixty seconds, and I'm like I'm I'm relatively good at that stuff. I was still training quite a bit at the time. I was like I'll go for it. You know what the heck you could win a. I looked at some of the scores and I was like yeah all right well check it out. I think the top score was like a might have been in the fifties or like high mid to high forties, and I was like okay that's that's actually that's achievable. Yeah. Um, no warm up, just hopped on. And absolutely sent it. And it's just one of those things like I, I was on pace. I had 38 calories, I think, at before 30 yeah. seconds. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're going you're gonna to smash this. And then it took me the entire <laughs> next 30 <laughs> seconds to get 10 more calories. And I was – I've never felt so bad in my life. Oh, like yeah. I felt – I had bad. a headache. It's really I was, I was bad. Like you got to warm up and cool yeah. down for that shit. I would never do that again. I, <laughs> I just was. I remember legitimately. Forty-five minutes later, I'm still just sitting on a chair, holding my head, and just trying to re, like get my yeah. get myself back to normal. It was just devastating. Especially and that's that what long. that yeah. fifteen, twelve, nine bite cows sumo de la fight bowl. We right. should do that after after we finish this podcast. Oh yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> the way the economy set up. <laughs> three rep, three rep max bench into one minute of max pull-ups. That's that's a good test. That was pretty good. Yeah, I liked that one. Um, yeah, so some good stuff there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Twenty oh twenty sixteen two rep max uh, thruster from the floor on, on a fat, fat bar. bar. I loved that. Because <laughs> then it's like, how how much can you clean <laughs> a one rep max box jump? Yeah. Oh, we did, um, yeah, we did We did a box jump, and then one year we did a PVC hop. Oh, We yeah, had an yeah. ascending ladder, and every 30 seconds we did a rotation and tried to clear uh, higher and higher PVC pipes. That, that, was, was, that was pretty fun, yeah. yeah. Had a few people clear the ladder, but it was, it was good. Yeah, less potential for entry and yeah. broken chance. Yeah. Um, I remember I looked like... I looked like an absolute baller because I'd seen it happen. I'd seen people hop PVC pipes enough to know that when you miss, a lot of times you kick the PVC pipe and it flies off. Mm -hmm. So I'm just watching, and I happen to be standing somewhere, and I think I think Mike Kraft, oddly enough, was was doing it and kicked the PVC pipe, 
And I'm in a crowd of people. I just reached up and grabbed the PVC pipe out of the air. And people were like, oh, my God, that was so sick. And I'm like, I mean, I've just seen it happen so many times that you're just ready for it. But yeah. you, you look like you, you look were just like that fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the, uh, in the comments or wherever, let us know what you want to see in Max Everett Mardi Gras 2023. It's coming up fast. What do you want to see in Max Everett Mardi Gras 2023, Sean? Oh, man. I personally, <laughs> I love the. That's two what rep. I'm asking. I love the two rep thruster with a fat bar. I, I love that too. Yeah, I'd like to see that come back. I think we need a sumo dead high pull workout though. It's been too long. What? We got one <laughs> with a fat bar. Relay st relay style. Oh, we should just yeah, we'll just fat bar the whole thing up. <laughs> just let's fat no, bar it up. No normal bars. The whole whole competition. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I love that. fast. That's, we, can re, we can rewrite the, uh, ooh, we could do, we should do like 15, 12, 9, or like whatever, 18, you know, come up with a rest scheme on it, and then have the other partner has to run it back. So one yeah. partner, like pyramid style. So one goes 9, 15, 21, the other one goes 21, 15, 9, relay style. Yeah. That would devastate. Oh, yeah. And you have to run, after you do your part, you have to run across the gym to tag your partner in, because they're going to hurt, they're going to be hurting so bad. And we make, make them run. Make them sprint on the bike to yeah. finish and make them run. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So they're just all deer-legged. Yeah, so let us know what you guys want to see um, if you're following along. Yeah. Moving along, totally, there's no segue for this. But um, as you're so, preparing for Max Effort Mardi Gras 2023. Unlike the food you're going to eat during Mardi Gras. Yeah. Let's talk about. Um, I just... I don't want to dig too deep into it because it's obviously a topic that can go on forever. But the, yeah. the, the thing that kind of like stuck in my mind and the concept is what I tell people is like at some point in my life, I trained my brain to think that certain food was not food. Hmm. Like just because McDonald's sells it yeah, or that it's on a shelf in a quick trip doesn't mean it's food. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just have it like in their head that in a way, oh, society takes care of me. And like the whole, the, um, you know, ca the machine of capitalism kind of, you know, it's this warm blanket of like, oh, if it's sold and the FDA's out there checking everything. And it's like, man, the FDA's yeah. doing the bare minimum of making sure this is edible. Yeah, like this literally will not kill you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this won't kill you right, this won't kill you today. Yeah. Um, Which they do a great job at. Yeah. Most of the things you can buy are not going to kill you not, today. Yeah, not to necessarily knock on the FDA. I'm just saying it's not a, it's, it's a, a relatively low bar sometimes. Yeah. In terms of like the quality of meats and stuff. You're looking at it as the grocery store, it's a totally different story. Market. Yeah. So like if you, yeah, if I see anybody walk out of a quick trip and unwrap one of those sandwiches, don't that get to, me that wrong. to me, I get down on a quick trip hot dog. Every do you? Now and again. Yeah. Big that to me just guy. doesn't look like food. My brain just goes, no, man. For, like I eat it the same way that people eat ice cream or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a fair. treat. Um, so I saw, I, I, and I guess what got me thinking about this too is I just watched a little like Bill Burr stand up clip yeah. where he was talking about, he's like, the day after you watched that, actually, Kelly and I had that exact same conversation. She's like, I swear to God, this is super weird but we were just watching this clip last night or this maybe it was even that morning yeah 
I just it just popped up in my YouTube feed and I I showed it to her because I was like yeah it's because I really related I'm like this is how I feel because he he brought up a good point he's like you know the thing is he's like I lost respect for McDonald's because they let on his words he said they let fat people tell them yeah. what to do and like he's and that's the whole thing with being a comedian like you can be vulgar and slightly offensive and still have a really good point yeah and. He's he's like as soon as McDonald's started selling salads, it was over. Yeah. And uh, you know I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm like the the point he was trying to make is like when you go to McDonald's, you know it's not good for you. Like no one has ever said this is good for you, but I think that's not necessarily true. Not yeah. I mean I don't think anyone thinks like oh this is good for me like it's not healthy food, but I think a lot of people think it's okay. Like they don't have any idea how bad it is. No. I mean like. On a lot of levels. To that point, like, you, you literally, we watched someone eat McDonald's every single day for a year, and we saw what happened to them. Right, but how many, how many people in this country do you think actually watch that video or that movie? Less than should. Right. <laughs> I, I would wager, like, probably less than 50%. And, yeah. And the people that really needed to see it didn't see it. Right. It's like, you didn't need to tell me not to eat McDonald's. Yeah. This also cuts into one of the very first CrossFit Journal articles that I believe was called fast food. I'll have to double check that. I think it was the fourth article that Greg Glassman ever put out on the CrossFit Journal. And in it, he's just kind of talking, he's going through like his new nutrition uh, discussion, right? And he, one of the, the interesting kind of anecdotes he brings up is everyone always looks at fast food like it's cheaper, it's faster. If you're in a rush or if you're in a hurry, this is your option, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're you know, late to picking up your kid from daycare or you've got the kids you got to get home because they have soccer practice whatever that situation looks like or god forbid you know you're working yeah. two jobs and you need to get from one to the other it's like your your fastest and most inexpensive choice is fast food yeah and so in the article glassman kind of brings up two different scenarios and uh, if I'll have to reread it to, to, to be sure on this one, but I believe he actually did the test and timed out how long it took to get, <laughs> go through the drive-through, yeah. get like a meal, like cheeseburger fries and a soft, soft drink, and time the time it took for him to park in a grocery store, walk in, grab the things, and get out and into the car. Yeah. And the time it took to get into the supermarket was four to five minutes less than it took to get him through the drive-through. The cost was yeah, sure. depending on the drive-through and the day. Right. Sure. The cost was like two to three dollars less at the supermarket. Yeah. And like and, and like the 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 example that he proposed was you could go to a McDonald's and knowing Greg Glassman, if I'm not mistaken, he actually just called them out and just said McDonald's. Yeah. Because he doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, he's like you can get a double cheeseburger, you can get fries and a, a soda for X amount of money and yeah. this was 20 something years ago yeah. so like the amount of money was like four dollars <laughs> he's like or you could go yeah or you could go to the supermarket get a half pound of like deli meat get two apples and he he and he yeah. also brought in like a, maybe some carrots or something yeah. and he's like and that's 350 or whatever it yeah. was like you know whatever yeah. the amount was so it's like fast food isn't fast food like yeah, yeah you get it fast but that yeah. doesn't mean you get but, it faster than something that might And be that's where, when I have the nutrition discussion with a lot of people, they'll use the phrase, good food. Yeah. And I'm like, and I have to, all right, let's pump the brakes. What does good food sure. mean to you? And nine times out of ten, it's, well, it tastes good. And that's okay, their... Okay, so that's, I actually have a, a, a kind of a different 
perspective and experience with that. Because I, you know, I have just walked through, like I've done a lot of nutrition intakes and consults. Yeah, way more than I have. And like my first question is, hey, how is your diet? Because I just want to hear like, yeah. what do you, how do you think your diet is? And nine times out of 10, people say, I eat pretty good. Yeah. I know well, yeah, at this same. point, like, yeah. no, even though I still start the discussion with that yeah. question, I know that answer is going to be But, like, wrong. if we're leaving the gym on a Saturday and I'm having a discussion with a, a, a few individuals that I have in mind but won't name, yeah. um, <laughs> and the conversation is like, well, well, let's go such and such, and I'll go, I mean, that's not really that's good. Not good. That's not yeah. good food. When I say good food, I'm thinking, like, can I get just eggs, bacon, yeah. possibly maybe, like, a gluten-free bread or pancake or something like yeah it's a it's a saturday brunch don't get me wrong but i'm not trying to like uh you know blow the blow yeah. it off the rails necessarily um I'm like, oh what are you talking about such and such is that's that's good i'm like what's well, taste good yeah and i think that's when you co- when you come back to like the quick trip mcdonald's thing it's like yeah it tastes good a lot of times and i don't think mcdonald's tastes good no. but there's <laughs> there's stuff in there that, that you there get to make it more palatable yeah and to get you like hooked on it yeah and that's kind of what I think there's like sugar in things that there doesn't need to be sugar in. Like the bread has sugar in it and stuff. And sugar is an addictive substance. Sure. And I, don't, I can't, I just use Quick Trip as an example. And I don't generally think Quick Trip is that bad if, unless you're going for like roller taquitos and roller hot dogs. Like I, I know they have like fruit and some good options in there. Um, I'm not trying to like vilify them as a company. Yeah. And I'm not trying to vilify McDonald's honestly either because like Bill Burr said in stand up, like he's like, they're a business. Yeah. If you're going to come in and buy it, they're going to sell it. And if it's illegal to sell it, that's just the way things work. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's absolutely true. But, you know, people ask me, like, when was the last time you had fast food? I'm like, it's been so long because I just programmed my brain to yeah. think that that's not edible food. And so there's certain parts of the food market. Like, it doesn't matter how many times the FDA says it's okay or, you know, they release nutrition information on it or whatever. It's just like, that's not yeah, that's I not mean, food for me. You even cut back to like, there's Queso even, Club. there's even, <laughs> <laughs> there's even, you know, a level of like corruption to it. Cause we look back at the old FDA food pyramid. Oh know, yeah. Like it was outright just admitted that, you yeah, know, like <laughs> that was kind of padded towards. They were trying to protect the farming industry yeah. and the farming, farming industry had been lobbying or whatever. It was like, if you tell people they can't eat or they should eat less grains, that's going to ruin a bunch of yeah. people's livelihoods. And that's. That's fair, but yeah. it's also not right at the same time. It's, yeah. it's a tough spot. It's a tough and, gig. Tough but spot if you're in. still relying on the food, it's like, yeah, but by now, surely if you're going to release a food pyramid, update the thing. Yeah. But I always tell people, too, like, you know, nutrition is kind of constantly evolving in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because some new diet comes out, and, and CrossFit themselves have... Evolved with nutrition. Have evolved with nutrition, but also, like, promoted and shared articles about a ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting which isn't necessarily the best way for a lot of people to go no like but it could be talking to scott he's not a big keto someone to be yeah he's not a big keto fan but like they're also they're also not saying like hey everybody needs to go keto right now they're just saying like hey this new study came out to show that like shifting to a ketogenic diet can help fight certain types of disease or yeah i would be interested to take the like the crossfit nutrition course just to see kind of what that encompasses because that's Uh, kind of the one thing joel just did it did he yeah it is the one thing that i've just kind of not looked towards crossfit for 
Well, CrossFit has kind of what, their pushes, dipped their toe in a few things yeah. and then pulled back out, yeah. nutrition being one of them. And that's what got me on the wild health thing was CrossFit was partnering with them. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be like CrossFit health or whatever. And they were pushing out this big discount code. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is perfect. It just kind of lined up with what I was trying to do, signed up for it. And then apparently they kind of Cut split ties. ways. Yeah. So I know CrossFit or uh, like wild health um, partnered with Thorn, the supplement provider yeah. who has sponsored a, they sponsored the games and and everything uh so i think there was a whole they were trying to get like all those crossfit mds on board and get this whole thing and i, I don't know why specifically kelly seemed to have some idea of why it might happen but didn't know for sure um so like yeah it's it's kind of one of those false start things like and and they've also they've got like a nutrition course online but i think joel did it in one day yeah and it's not super comprehensive. They were also supposed to be partnering with Precision Nutrition, I heard, because again, I, I think I heard that from the Precision Nutrition side. Like they came out and said, hey, we're the exclusive yeah. whatever I for did, CrossFit. CrossFit did say that. It was very short did they, though. Yeah. Very, very short. And that kind of just got swept under the rug too. So I don't know. And and to be fair to CrossFit, they have had a lot going on yeah. the last couple of years. So I think there's somebody new in charge stepping in Every, every six, six months, months and <laughs> saying, point, oh, yeah. you know what, we're going to terminate this partnership. Or maybe it's on the other side. I don't yeah. know. But point being, like, I haven't looked to them for that, kind of for that reason. Like, Nutrition is also just one of those things that people are just so adamant about and so divisive on. It kind of makes yeah. sense to not have, like, this solid, like, well, and I wanted precision nutrition is great, but they're very kind of singularly focused in how they teach yeah. and progress through nutrition. And I want to dig into that more when we, if, when we sit down with Scott. I want to yeah. dig into some of that a little more because... It, it all comes back to the reason I signed up with Wild Health was to get that blood work. Yeah. And it's like, none of this shit matters if you don't know what's going on in your body. Like, yeah. if I just come up to you like, Sean, you got to try keto. And you're like, oh, sure, let me try it. Or a liver king diet or whatever. It's like, that might be the worst thing you could possibly do for your body. And you have no idea because you don't know what's going on yeah. inside your body. And yeah. I think, and that's, I think it's a lot of people just aren't super in tune with how they feel. That like, too. You know. Because they're putting McDonald's yeah. and Quick Trip roller dogs right. in their bodies. Or like, I, the baseline I think one of is the not funniest good. kind of anecdotes I ever heard and really kind of brought to light. Um, kind of how people generally feel is like, I remember being involved with someone who was drinking every single day, and like they'd wake up, they're like, "No, I feel fine." I'm like, dude, I don't get it. Like, I drink one night and feel like crap for four days, and then. Someone kind of pulled me aside. They're like, but look, that's how they feel every day. Like, yeah. that's just normal. Yeah. And that kind of really, like, that one sentence kind of really brought to light. It's like, oh, people are just used to feeling bad every day. The, well, and the human body is an amazing machine. And yeah. it can compensate. It can make internal adjustments. And um, it can fuel itself mm -hmm. off of a lot of different things. And that kind of comes back to my original point is, like, people get used to eating all this stuff because yeah, you can eat sugar and drink Kool-Aid and um, you know, burgers at McDonald's all the time and exist and fuel yeah. yourself off of it and probably feel okay for most of your life. And then you're gonna hit 55 and have a heart attack or a stroke or whatever and you'll be like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I eat pretty good. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing, like you mentioned, um, that reminds me of like a thing. I think Rob Wolf said it when I was like really reading up on paleo and that kind of stuff. There's another. There's another nutrition guy. <laughs> yeah, they kind of got kicked out. Well, and he kind of dropped the whole paleo thing, and he's he's all in on keto yeah. now. Um, which 
whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But one of the things he said was like the thing with like gluten sensitivity and grains and all that kind of stuff is like if you put a uh, somebody made and this might have been CrossFit that made this this uh, analogy, but it was like if you put a, a frog or a lizard in a um, I think it was a frog. You put a frog in an aquarium, a heated aquarium, and every day you walk by the aquarium, turn the heater up by one degree. It's like the frog's not going to notice. Yeah. And it's not going to notice till it's boiling alive in this aquarium. And that's kind of how nutrition works. It's like you don't really, and alcoholism also, it's like you don't know until you're, it's too late. Yeah. Like when it really hits the fan. Um, because things just happen in the same way that when you make positive changes in your diet, it takes them a while to. Yeah, I think that's the other hard part of nutrition is the you can eat part. great for a week and don't feel like it makes any difference. Yeah, and it's like those, yeah, like it is. Those you big just, negative health side effects also take a long time to really yeah. hit. And you're, it's like what people don't realize. It's the same thing in the gym too. What I always yeah. tell people with like movement, I'm like you've spent thirty years creating this this tension position, this yeah. like arched back or whatever it is, uh, shoulders, shoulders rolled forward, like one or two or even a week of consistent mobility and stretching isn't going to fix that problem. You might start yeah. to see some results, but it's not going to fix. And when you hit your... Mobility is one of the best examples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you hit your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you start having health issues, and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out what's going on, it's like, man, you've spent 30 years creating this problem. And yeah. I'm sorry to say, there's no pill or quick fix that's going to... Fix it in solve it 15 hours i mean yeah there are things that are going to help and yes there are some fixes but the reality is like if you're going in and putting stints in your heart and that kind of shit reality you know the reality is that's kind of a band-aid on a problem that you've already created and a lot of people have no clue i have relatives that have gone through this they've had to go in and get stints or whatever and it's like how much could something like wild health have helped that person yeah way before that because because they do eat healthy this is a person who eats you know yogurt and chicken and rice and works out every day and like actually what we would consider a fairly healthy modern diet lean meats vegetables little starch no sugar but yet still has these heart complications mm -hmm. it's like well you, did you get like a real comprehensive like what yeah. i don't know what your doctor's doing for you but generally they're going to check your cholesterol markers or whatever and they're going to say hey, you need to eat less whatever and lower your cholesterol it's like man that's such a tiny sliver of yeah what's going on yeah, yeah. I mean, so doctors what, don't do a ton with nutrition what either. What food? So. so you you had admitted you ha you'll have a quick trip roller dog. Yeah. Uh, once in a while, what is a food that to you is just not food? Not food. Um, like what's something that people consume that you just like? Not not like you wouldn't eat. Uh, is there anything that you? I won't eat octopus. But that's not kind of. But that's because they're too smart. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to eat something. That's but what's smart is there something that people um, eat that you're like? No, no one should eat that, and I'm not going to eat that. Hmm. I mean, there's things that I would, like, say, like, outright, like, that's probably not going to. So I always look at food as, like, everything's on a spectrum, right? Like, sure. I, I wouldn't tell Matt Fraser that he shouldn't eat a Snickers bar after an event. Yeah. But I will say most, like, 9 out of 10 people, if not more than that, I will say, like, hey, hey, Snickers, not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Ever. Nothing. It's not going to do anything like, positive. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm not the person that removes or looks at. Food but even for Matt, would you argue that that's a positive thing to put into his body, even in a certain state? In a certain state, yeah. 
Because okay. it's calorically dense, it has a certain amount of like the sugars that he needs to kind of refill his glycogen. He's got another High event coming up. Into, syrup, probably. Yeah, I mean, again, like I'm not gonna argue the validity of high but fructose my corn syrup, but in that certain circumstance, yeah. yes, it's going to be helpful. But there, there's probably something else you could make with the similar sure. ingredients that sure. would not be so detrimental. Sure. Psychologically, it might be, you know, again, I don't know Matt Frazier, I'm not gonna pretend to know yeah. him. So I would say, generally speaking, any candy, whether it's chocolate or Skittles sure. or any of that stuff, like we no, probably I'm don't. I'm curious what's in a Snickers now. For me, I would say soda's top of the list there. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yes. It is sugar syrup and a carbonated water. I'm a huge fan of carbonated water. Same. But I'll go, I mean, we've got, you've got a Zevia right there. It's like, I'll go Zevia, I'll right get a there. LaCroix. I'll get just a straight up carbon, like milk, uh, fizzy water. Milk, chocolate, sugar, cocoa, butter, chocolate, lactose, skim milk, milk fat, soy lecithin, artificial flavor, peanuts, corn syrup, sugar, skim milk, again, butter, milk fat again, <laughs> butter again, partially hydrogenated soybean oil, lactose, salt, egg whites, artificial flavor. So that to me is, so that's something that I'm just like, not to say, like you said, it's not like I'm never going to eat a Snickers bar yeah. ever again. They're freaking delicious. They're but my favorite. Cocaine is delicious. <laughs> like, that's always my thing. Like, not that I'm, yeah. not that I'm like a recovering cocaine addict or anything, but it's like, that's what my, my friend uh, John always used to say. Like, I don't like cocaine. I just like the way it smells. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's, you know. The, everybody knows Coca-Cola used to have actual cocaine in it, and people yeah. loved it. It's like, I wonder why. Well, now you place it with sugar, and it's not that much different. No. And high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, so I would say, like, candy and Really soda. any type of corn syrup. And to me, soy lecithin is a big flag. That's not something a lot of people are aware of, but my body responds really negative to, negatively to soy and soy lecithin specifically, so I avoid that. So to me, I'm just like, there are things in here that I just should not put in my body in any scenario. Sure. And to me, that's just kind of like, it's not food. Yeah, and I would say 90, 99% of people don't. But in society, when you start to look at between that and alcohol, it's crazy how many different places society tries to shove those two things down your throat. Yeah, especially in, every, in St. Louis. Like, yeah, in every checkout aisle, at every grocery store or any store, oh, yeah. they're like, here's candy. Yeah. It's like... You know, I mean, I, I usually shop at Schnucks because it's, it's right up the street from me, and the entire checkout line is just a row of candy. Yeah, candy, candy, candy. And it's, it's crazy how, I guess that was my point of kind of the whole topic because I wanted to make was like society, if you can start to shift your focus a little bit to realize that like it's not okay yeah. to just be on a normal day like a Wednesday you're just like, oh, man, I'm kind of hungry. I want a little pick-me-up. I'm going to grab a thing of peanut butter cups or whatever from – this checkout aisle. I like, would say, so if, if we rephrase the question for me to like, what foods do I think most 90 plus percent of people should never engage in? Yeah. I would say candy. I would say soda. I would say pretty much anything that you're going to pick up out of a window. Yeah. And I don't think there's, may, there might yeah. be one exception. So to I was trying to think of mine too, but I think soda is honestly the one where it's just like, I've had people ask about Zevia or try Zevia and say like, oh, it just doesn't, it doesn't taste like cola. It doesn't do it for me. I'm like, it doesn't matter no. to me. Yeah. It doesn't matter because I will never drink a cola again. Well, you also like, like I think that person also needs to understand why they're drinking the cola. 
Yeah. Like, what is it about the cola exactly. that you need that this does not offer? Yeah, and I just look at it like, when somebody offers it to me, it's somewhere like, it's just like, I don't. So actually, interesting, I had my first soda register. in probably, oh my God, I'm gonna say the better part of 10 years the other day. Um, and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, w I don't remember the last time I had soda, but I remember it not being good. I remember thinking like, it Coke was and Pepsi were so good. It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing when you detox from some of that stuff. Yeah. You don't realize. I, I can't remember the, ex again, I can't remember the specific circumstance. I remember going back to a food that I used to eat pretty regularly and just being like, yeah. just totally yeah. plowed over by how sweet it was and just gross. Pizza Hut was that for me, actually. Really? I used to love pizza. I mean, I still love pizza. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. But yeah. like, I used to love like Pizza Hut, Domino's. Now if I have one of, from there, it's just... You're just bombarded with sugar, and that's not a place you should be bombarded with sugar. No. It's pizza. It's supposed to be a, a you know savory food. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think I think at some point, at some point down the line, we we as a society have to start treating sugar like tobacco or alcohol or yeah. anything else and regulate it. Like like certain types of foods should not be allowed to contain yeah. this amount of sugar. Like. Not to say like you have to be a certain age or anything, but it's just like it's in a lot of stuff. But it, like somebody needs to step in and say, "Hey, per serving or per X number of calories, this is your limit on sugar." Because it's just it's t totally and completely legal to sneak it into things. Yeah, and it's that highly addictive. Be. And we figured out ways like like corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup. We have figured out ways to like engineer even more intense forms of sugar. Yeah. That's like injecting heroin into your eyeball or something it's like yeah and like and the reality is it's like we have zevia or a stevia rather yeah it's like that's hyper concentrated sweetness like yeah. if you've ever taken too much yeah but time and time stevia. again people try those things and it's not good enough yeah and i think that just is going to come down to like you have to like it's the same thing as the first time you started a workout routine say imagine the first time you just started crossfit as a shy you just have to reset. Unathletic person, because yeah. I've been there, right? Like, and that's part. I think that's part of the whole health and fitness. Like, in in, we'll we'll wrap it up here in the next minute or so. But like, uh, in terms of the whole like health and fitness journey, like I tell people, you know, since I was probably fifteen or sixteen, I was taking protein shakes yeah. and like, you know, mixing drinks that weren't necessarily the most delicious things. But you just you wanted this goal so bad that it didn't matter. Yeah. You were like, oh, if I put this scoop of something in this shaker and shake it up, that gets me. That's going to get me the results that I want, and I'm just going to do it. And so somewhere along the line, I just it just became like, yeah, when you're trying to shift your nutritional goals and um, your day to day consumption of things, like you just have to prioritize that. So when somebody says like. Oh, I'm, I hate this Zevia soda because it doesn't taste like soda. It's like, doesn't matter to me because the end goal of me living this healthier lifestyle yeah. just means like soda's just off the table. Well, and eventually it's just you not just a thing. Recondition your brain to accept like this is yeah. soda. And I'm I'm with you. Like this tastes better than yeah most absolutely. of the other stuff. You you can kind of train your body to like anything yeah. to an extent. Um, to an extent. To an extent. To an extent. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, that's our topic. Anything else you want to add? No, I feel like we could talk about this all day. No, we, we, as ever. But yeah, we'll have we Scott could. on. So yeah, uh, yeah. Look forward to that. Juicy, juicy nuggets for him. Yeah, we'll have a much more in-depth conversation. Single topic podcast, I expect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, let us know uh, your thoughts on that topic, and if there's anything you'd like to see us discuss with Scott, the 
our ex-dietician. Yeah. Um, I'm Andresic. This is Sean Crocker. Thank you for joining us as always. Peace out. See you next time. Girl Scouts. <laughs>